0: Hello everybody and welcome to my review of Squid Game, the Netflix original series which you've probably never even heard of or absolutely obsessed with. This has been very interesting to track, it kind of reminds me of when Stranger Things came on Netflix because it didn't premiere with a huge amount of fanfare, we actually covered it on charts a couple weeks ago, it was number 2 and then it was number 1, I think it's probably going to be number 1 again on the chart this week, so it's not something that I had a huge design on reviewing, but I kept seeing people talking about it and people tweeting me and saying, like, are you watching Squid Game? Do you plan to watch Squid Game? So I decided to give it a shot, and uh, after one or two episodes, I said, yeah, you know what, we're going to be doing a review of this, so this is my review of the entire series. I'm going to structure it so that I do non-spoilers first, so I'm not going to go any, into any spoilers at the beginning. After that, I'm going to go into spoilers for each, not individual episode, but pretty much, you know, the story beats what I thought, etc. so if you have seen the show and you want to hear my thoughts on it, you can stay for that second part of the review. I'll be sure to mark very clearly which parts are spoiler and which parts are non-spoiler. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk about something that's really exciting here on the channel, or I should say off of the channel, because uh, I am launching or have launched my own podcast channel the dan merle podcast what it is right now is all of my reviews in audio form and this is just stage one so if you go and subscribe and all of the links are down in the description below uh, apple stitcher spotify amazon music lots of different places where you can find it um we are going to be expanding programming in the future so you'll be able to get the audio for charts weekly uh, in the very near future you'll be able to get the audio for my live show which will also be resuming and then all My movies, which will be returning, and I'm going to be returning it as an audio. Podcast. It will not be a show here on YouTube. I just think it works better as far as audio, and honestly, the workflow works better for me as an audio podcast. I'm still working out the details on exactly where you're going to be able to find all my movies, so I can't go all the way into that today, but it will be coming back before the end of the year, and I'm excited to bring you more episodes of that. So if you like watching the stuff here on YouTube and you want it a little more on the go, or if you like the audio experience, the podcast experience, please check those links. links down below for your preferred platform and subscribe to the audio podcast because you're going to start seeing much more audio stuff from me and the stuff that's on this channel. If you want to listen to it, uh, if you're just a podcast person, that's going to be an option for you as we expand this channel. I'm very excited to get this going and uh, I hope that you are too. So without further ado, let's get into Squid Game, and we'll start with an explanation of just what it is for those of you that don't know about it or haven't heard of it. It is a South Korean show, or at least it is a show that originates in South Korea from writer-director Hwang Dong-hyuk, but this is not a South Korean program that is licensed or distributed by Netflix. This is a show that was produced by Netflix uh, in South Korea, obviously, but for worldwide distribution, and I think it's another example that we're seeing here. South Korea has been making some incredible strides forward in taking uh, South Korean entertainment global. Of course, Parasite is the biggest uh, example of that, winning Best Picture at the Academy Awards. But here we're now seeing something that doesn't have to go through what you usually see, uh, not just in South Korea, but in other countries uh, with Netflix, where, oh, well, it's proven to be a success here, so we're going to license it here. This is Netflix going and saying, we're going to invest in South Korean entertainment, in this show from South Korea and take it around the world because we have faith in the vision and we have faith in the project. Squid Game is about a group of people who are all badly in debt, owing money to creditors, gambling debts, you name it, who are assembled together to play a series of games. And they're all children's games but they have very serious consequences because they are also deadly games. And large swaths of these competitors are cut down in every single round of games. The catch is that if you survive, you are in the running to win the grand prize for every person that dies money is added to the final amount that's won by the ultimate winner of the games. Lee Jung Jae stars as Seong Gi-hun who is a degenerate gambler and deadbeat dad. He is our main protagonist. He's our main eyes and ears inside of the game. And it is a really great performance. It's one of those shows, I wasn't really sure where it was going. And even though you spend a lot of the first episode uh, with this character, I really grew to like him more and more as the show went on. Because you never quite know where your focus is going to be. Sometimes it'll shift away. Sometimes it'll go this way. Sometimes it'll go that way. But you always come back to the center of the story. Squid Game has one of the best first episodes of a television show that I can remember, honestly, and I don't mean even recently. I just mean when you're looking at the economy of the storytelling here, it establishes uh, most of the main characters. It establishes the premise of the story, where they're going, uh, what their lives were like before this game. And then you get the first round of games, which is Red Light, Green Light. It's something that everybody has played. Uh, And it's so kind of darkly comical and yet also chilling by establishing just what's at stake here here. I was so hooked after this first episode. I saw this and I was like, yes, this is incredible. And I'll talk about the other episodes of the season as I continue to run down the show here, both in the non-spoiler and the spoiler parts, but I don't want to lose track of just how great this first episode is. It's almost perfect television, in my opinion. And, and, and when you look at how to establish the premise of a show, I hope that people return to the first episode of Squid Game to show people how it's done. The other episodes, I think, are a little more inconsistent, but the one thing that the show is... Is consistently great at is making characters that you care about now that could be characters that you love that could be characters that you hate and then it kind of goes the other way there's some characters that you hate that you love by the end of the show and there's some characters that you love that you hate by the end of the show there's so many I'd say 10 to 15 characters that we spend a considerable amount of time with and every single one of them has something to do at some point in the show that humanizes them, that makes you feel for them or makes you root against them. And again, this is not easy to do and I also don't want to get this lost in the shuffle. My, my main issues that I have are really with overall plot stuff not much to do at all with character stuff because the characters are so well drawn in the show. This is also a very twisty turny show. There's always something around the corner that you may not expect. I think a lot of these twists and turns worked. I think some of them didn't work so well, particularly when you get into the middle of the season. We spent a lot of time with different storylines that it didn't seem like really had a huge amount to do with the overall end of the show, and so it made those storylines feel a little anticlimactic. Now, it could be that if they do a second season of the show, I hear it's kind of up in the air right now, um, that uh, these things may come back, and so in retrospect they'll seem more important than they are in the first season, uh, but looking at them in the context of this season I really feel like you're looking at stuff in episodes 3, 4, and 5 maybe a little bit into episode 6 that you kind of say like, well, you know, I wonder if you could have shaved that down or maybe eliminated it entirely from the show and cut the episodes by one or two and told a more efficient story. Again, you can only go by what we have right now, but those are my feelings on a few of those things, and I'll get into it a little bit more in the spoiler part uh, that happened over the series of the season. I mentioned Lee Jung-jae. I think this really is his show. This really is his season because you were so focused on him and focused on his character. But there are really some other great standout performances as well. Nobody is bad in the show, but a few people that stood out to me. Um, there's Oh Yong-soo as Oh Il-nam who is uh, an older man who befriends Ki hun in the game and their friendship drives a lot of the narrative of the show, you have Anupam Tripathi as Abdul Ali, who is a naive young worker who's playing the game to benefit his family. Uh, Park Hee Soo uh, plays a character named uh, Cho Sang who's a friend of Gihun's, who's uh, facing money problems despite a successful career. And then you have Kim Ju Ryung as a Han Min Yo, uh, who's a very kind of unstable player who seems to change her allegiances with whoever might get her one step further down the line. She's very unpredictable. And that's what makes her character so interesting. I'm sure I got some of those pronunciations wrong, by the way. I'm I'm doing the best that I can. Uh, But the important thing to remember uh, is that these actors give great performances. And it'll be interesting largely because of where we are in the season. And there's so much TV to go. But is is a show like Squid Game going to get serious consideration in the award show picture? I think it should be because this is some really great television, especially in the technical categories. And that's something else that I wanted to point out. The production design and is uh, such a standout. And it's so good that I couldn't really tell in a lot of cases whether they built some really great, well-designed, practical sets or if they built smaller sets that were enhanced by uh, computer graphics because there are so many uh, uh, set pieces in this movie that look huge, look vast and expansive. And if they are practically built, and some of them had to have been, they're so well done and they look so compelling. Uh, If there are add-on effects, as I'm sure there are in a lot of them, the effects are so well done; they don't look cheap or like they're on some kind of quote-unquote TV budget. Uh, they, they, there are very few instances where I looked at a shot and I went like, "Oh, okay, well that's that's visual effects; that's not real." Each game has a distinct look and a very creative look. It's visually engaging. It's thematically tied to what's going on, and some of them are very simple designs, but they just look great. So it's a great-looking show uh, in front of the camera due to the people behind the camera taking a big picture look at Squid Game overall. It was something that was unlike any other show that I've watched uh, anytime lately uh, and also something that I will remember particularly that first episode but also lots of moments in the other uh, episodes. It wasn't a perfect show but I thought it was a really, really strong show and it was a show that I enjoyed a lot. I'm looking forward to re-watching perhaps with people that haven't seen it because to see their reaction to some of those surprises and some of these twist moments um, is really great and I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people that discover this. Show with a group of people, and you're gonna have a great time, I hope, watching the show with friends or family um, because there's so much to discover inside of it. I think the thing that it really proves are the results that you can get by investing in programming from around the world because, as I've said, South Korea has been making some of the most interesting films, uh, particularly of the past decade. And the idea of a company like Netflix going to South Korea and saying, We're going to invest with you. In an original show, we're going to move outside of the traditional you know, Hollywood constraints or even English language speaking constraints and and make a show in South Korea using this talent and this vision that we love. It shows that you can get some really fun and some really unique entertainment. And if you're Netflix right now, really buzzy entertainment stuff that's going to be big on social media and big on YouTube with reaction videos and breakdown videos and, and reviews and stuff like that. It goes to show that there's no formula for something other than make something good generally if you make something good hopefully it's going to find its audience and that's what Netflix did here if you're watching on Netflix I think there's a couple different options there is an English dub if you want to watch it dubbed in English I watched it in Korean with English subtitles and the performances were really really strong uh, in Korean so uh, you know I, I haven't heard the English dub and I'm sure that it's uh, perfectly uh, fine with the with actors and whatnot but uh, the performances in Korean are really really good so that's the way that I would recommend that you watch it of course it's up to you however you want to do it but it's a definite recommendation for me on squid game especially if you like uh, action thriller even horror dystopian sci-fi that kind of stuff it really scratches that itch and i think you're going to like it so that ends the non-spoiler part so if you haven't seen the show i would say don't watch the rest of this because i'm going to talk about some of these twists and turns that you get along the way but if you have seen squid game let's go a little bit more in depth with the different story beats Because I wanted to go into what I really, really liked uh, the most, and maybe some of my qualms as well. So uh, last warning, if you have not seen Squid Game, there will be spoilers from this point on. So let's start at the beginning with uh, the first episode, Red Light, Green Light. And that, that game, that game of Red Light, Green Light is such a great set piece, especially the way that it's shot... Um, in extreme close up with so many of the contestants and when we don't know what the stakes are going to be like that first round of executions and then the way that we see the stop and the start and I love that little robot girl and the way it would turn around that the fact that she is so giant and that the eyes you know the little cameras going everywhere it just is able to establish the stakes in such a unique way uh, and a jarring way and an affecting way that uh, it really was the key to me for success in that episode and, and I I understand a little bit why they pushed perhaps some of the character development to this off-island episode in Episode 2. I get that you want to get to this game. Also, for some reason, and I'm not really sure, this moment where gi smiles at the camera uh, when they're taking his picture, I just love that moment, and I think it's because it's such a great character moment, and it's kind of his last moment as the person that he is at the beginning of the show before he goes into this game, and he's a very, very changed person at the end of this season so you almost get this last glimpse of this kind of clueless guy floating through life episode two as i mentioned i'm a little torn about i think that it does pay for the sins of having such a great episode one because you have to take them off the island to raise the stakes for the characters and i think that's partially because you can't do all that before they get to the island because then you almost have to push the red light green light to episode two and I understand why you want to put it in that first episode. Again, I think it just suffers uh, from comparison there and also having to kind of go back and fill in some storytelling gaps that you leave in the first episode by getting to the island in episode one. Episode three had a great challenge. I loved the honeycomb shapes, the tactics involved with choosing what shape you want. Do you choose this circle? Do you choose this triangle? We get the establishment of uh, Sing Wu and his first kind of moment where he, he's looking like he's altruistic, but you can tell he kind of suspects that he's putting himself in a position to succeed and we're going to pay this off later on in the series. And then you have the introduction also of the doctor who's getting the inside information uh, for this this side quest, the side hustle uh, that's going on inside uh, of the operation. This leads into episode four. I love the nighttime fight. I love the fact that you established that uh, you don't have to be killed inside of these different games in order for the money account that, you know, if you kill each other, then it also counts, and it adds a great way to kind of keep the tension up between games, because otherwise people just kind of be sitting around doing nothing. By making it so that, you know, they're a threat to each other, even off of the field, I think you inject so much of that suspense. This also ends with the tug-of-war game, And, and again, this is a very, um... Simple game, it's one that we've all played, but you add this high stakes element to it. I like the design with them being so far off the ground, you basically just plummet to your death if you lose the guillotine coming down on the rope. We end on a cliffhanger, and part of me wonders if that cliffhanger was manufactured um, at the end of episode four to lead into episode five because it's resolved so early in the fifth episode, and also because in episode five you don't have a game. There's no game in episode five, so you start with this big, you know, "quote unquote" action beat of the end of the tug of war game, and then episode five is, you know, the side mission episode. It's about uh, harvesting these organs. It's about Junho's search for his brother, and you know, maybe these are going to be coming back, and maybe this will be more important for future seasons. But these were the the two storylines i was talking about when you're looking at the show and particularly in the middle part of the season ultimately what was the payoff to that other than it just sort of gets us a little further down the road when we got to the end of those respective storylines i was kind of expecting them to come back a little bit because it's like well I, i don't I don't really know why we spent so much time with this if if we're not really gonna go further than this here um, that leads into episode six and episode 6 had some really great emotional beats when you have sang Wu um, his betrayal of Abdul Ali uh, basically you know tricking him out of giving him his marbles and 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 dooming him to death I mean this is really where he becomes a full-blown villain and you realize that this guy is gonna do anything to win and uh, Abdul Ali was such a a, a likable character. I mean, he wasn't the smartest guy out there, but you rooted for him. He was truly altruistic, and it it drives home this point that the game is supposed to be quote-unquote fair, uh, but it's not fair in any way, and and really bad behavior is rewarded. And then you have the relationship between uh, Gi-hun and uh, Il-nam, which... Uh, I was a little suspicious, I mean, there was a lot of very touching back and forth, but you have a show here that hasn't shied away from showing anything for the entire season, you don't show the old man's death, Um, I, I got a little suspicious, because a lot of times there's a rule, especially with big characters like that, if you don't see a body, then they're going to show up later on. It's 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 you know it's the Bucky Barnes rule. It's whatever you want to call it. If you don't actually see them die, then there's a good chance they're going to come back up later on in the show. And so I wasn't really that shocked when he came back in the final episode, only because they didn't actually show him die. And I thought that that was kind of suspicious. But it, that was such a great friendship between them. I've actually kind of gone back and forth about... Uh, You know, do I like that um, they made him in in many ways the big bad at the end of the show because I loved that friendship between them and it was so pure. The next time that I watch the show, I think I'm actually gonna be less affected by their interaction, because I know that it is, uh, in many ways, a- an act, so that's one storytelling choice where I would kind of go back and say, was that the best thing to do, because, you know, it works the first time you see it, but I think it retroactively robs uh, a lot of emotion out of the show. Episode 7, we're introduced to the VIPs, these these guys that are there watching uh, the game and, and betting on everything. Uh, I love the concept of this glass bridge, where you have to guess which squares or which, and the fact that if you have an early number, then you're just kind of doomed. There's no way you're getting to the end. And then we have uh, Dioksu's demise uh, at the hands of uh, Minio. This is a great example of a bad guy and letting him survive long past his his uh, fresh buy date, but only so that his demise is that much more satisfying. Uh, and I think that that was the way for him to go to sort of be threatening everybody and then to go out the way that he said he was going to kill everyone else. And it was just in time because you really have to introduce the true hero of the season, which is sang Wu and, and his murder of the glass manufacturer, that sets up a great showdown in the final two episodes. Episode 8 was one. I think that actually episode 8 and 9 weren't my favorites of the season, which sometimes you would say you want the wrap-up to these to the season to be maybe some of the strongest episodes. I think the season was maybe a little bit more front-loaded. Um, we wrap up the story of Jun-ho and his brother, at least for right now, but I, you know, it seemed like there was kind of some hedging of the bets on Jun-ho and whether or not they're going to bring him back in another season because again it's sort of like we were talking about earlier he falls off the cliff he's shot in the shoulder but you don't see the body and if you don't see the body there's always a chance that they're going to bring that character back that was something that was open ended where we got to the resolution of that storyline and 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 it just didn't really hit for me because it seemed like well they don't really seem like they want to resolve it so much as leave it open for the next season if there's going to be a next season so this is one where if this story continues if we if we continue to develop Develop this relationship between these two characters, um, then that'll probably recontextualize my thoughts on season one. But for right now, I just don't think it, it was kind of the odd storyline out, along with the organ harvesting uh, in this first season. And then episode nine, I mean, we have a great final game. The showdown between these characters was really great, was really emotional. It didn't really have much to do with the game, Squid Game, though. I mean, for, for it to have been set up literally from the first frames of the show, and then it's the name of the show, obviously... I was, you know, kind of anticipating that it would be more about, you know, doing all the different things and hopping on one foot and the two feet and crossing and all that stuff. Uh, you know, it was a great showdown. It was a great fight between uh, these two characters, and the emotions were running high. The decision to try to end the game, and then ultimately, uh, you know, taking suicide as a way to make sure that the game hits uh, its, its conclusion. Uh, but I had hoped that it might stick with the rules of the game only because the other segments did that so well. And this kind of felt like it could have been dropped into any game. It was really just to put these two characters in a confined space to fight each other. But the throwing of the other person out seemed like pretty much the only rule uh, that had been established that we revisited in that game. And then we have the conclusion and the wrap-up of the season where we find out that Il-Nam was not dead and that they have this this discussion about you know human nature, etc. If you're looking at a second season of the show, um, you know I would love to see that. I think that you're going to face some very unique challenges. The first one kind of being the Hunger Games challenge where you've established a concept and if you want to return to that concept, there are a set you know amount of rules that you have to redo so you have to figure out how do you heighten things without uh, being repetitive I think that's where the big quarter quell kind of came in it's like okay we're going to bring in all winners for the Hunger Games sequel you're going to have to I think try to find something along that line Um, You know, especially if you bring this character back into this world that he's already escaped from but I think there's some interesting directions to go and there's some interesting characters that you can come into and maybe go a little bit more into the VIPs and You know, who is the shadowy cabal? Who's in charge of it now? At the same time, if there isn't another... Season of Squid Game. I think that this one told a pretty good story, and the idea that you know there's now going to be this very very rich man uh, who is uh, out uh, hunting for you and trying to bring this down is sort of like if if the Matrix had never had a sequel, you can kind of imagine one, and it's pretty cool. And I think for some people, maybe that that sequel that they'd imagined was even better than perhaps what they'd gotten. So this is really one of those cases where I, I would be perfectly happy either way if there was or wasn't another. season of Squid Game because, you know, this one was so good um, and and had so many great things that uh, I'm perfectly content with what we have, uh, but uh, I am excited if they do go back to the drawing board to to see how they try to one-up themselves and, and really deliver some truly next level sequences. So those are my thoughts on Squid Game season one. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Don't forget if you want to hear my reviews and later on the other programming here on the YouTube channel, be sure to go down and subscribe to the Dan Merle Podcast channel. All of those links are down in the description below. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I will be back on Monday tomorrow to talk about Venom, Let There Be Carnage's opening weekend, which looks like it was huge. We will break down where it stands in the context of the fall, uh, in the context of the first movie. Lots of stuff to talk about, including No Time to Die and its first worldwide weekend. Thank you so much for watching. Please stay safe out there, and I'll see you next time. Bye.